Hey everyone, welcome back to the first episode of the week, episode 32 of Sadie Spills the Tea. Happy Tuesday to everyone. I hope you are having a fabulous sunny day. I hope that everyone else's allergies are kept at bay right now. We're having a little attack over here. Um, the eye drops are flowing, the Kleenex are flowing. I'm allergic to every tree, dust, floating fucking thing, insight, you name it, I'm allergic to it. So um, we're up here and if we sound stuffy, that's why. So thank you for bearing with me. While we get through all of the tea, there's so much to cover. Um, we got to just kind of dive into sports here while we've been on the topic. So, of course, we've been talking about NBA and the conference finals and all of that shindig. Um, the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals have both been set. The Western Conference Finals between the Suns and the Clippers. Um, game one was actually this past weekend. I want to say it was on Sunday. Um, and the Suns beat the Clippers for game one, which is absolutely huge. Devin Booker scored his first triple double and we are so happy for Dev. Um, it's going to be a really epic series. Chris Paul, who also plays for the Suns, he is ruled out for tonight's game of game two. Um, and the fact that Dev could beat the Clippers without Chris Paul just kind of attests to what kind of player he is. He is going to be the next biggest, greatest player of our time. So if you are paying attention or want to start paying attention, yes, Devin Booker is Kendall Jenner's boyfriend officially, um, and he's crushing it. So if you want to know who I'm rooting for in the entire series, obviously I'm rooting for Dev and the Suns. So then we have the Eastern Conference Finals as well. Um, that is going to be game one starts tomorrow. That's Wednesday. And we have the Atlanta Hawks versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the Bucks beat out the Brooklyn Nets for game seven. Um, Kevin Durant, my all-time favorite player, um, was playing for the Brooklyn Nets along with James Harden. We had Kyrie Irving when he was not injured. Um, basically, it was a huge, huge game by the Bucs um, to go ahead and take the lead, beat out KD and the squad. It We've been saying that it's the whole NBA Finals has been the Brooklyn Nets to lose, and sure enough, they lost um, this past weekend. It was so sad. Kevin Durant just... He scored the most points ever in a game seven, um, or at least historically, it's been quite some years. He broke the record of the next most points for game seven, which is just fabulous to hear. His mom was in the stands. They cried together. It was really sweet. Kev um, kind of blew it on a, he basically had one shot that could have totally changed the game. He was standing, he thought he shot a three, but his toe was touching the line. So it was only a two pointer instead of a three pointer. And that could have really saved the day for them, but he put it all out there and we are so happy for Kevin Durant. So we have our conference finals. Um, obviously, the winner of the Suns Clippers is going to play the winner of the Hawks Bucks. Um, and that'll be all fri our finals, the NBA finals. So then that season will wrap up and we will be moving on. So just wanted to go ahead and call that out. I feel like that's a pretty good rundown of where we are in, in terms of the playoffs and whatnot. Um, of course, the 76ers lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. That's how the Bucks got locked into the conference finals. And I'm sure you've seen the headlines everywhere that Ben Simmons basically choked. Um, he didn't make a single free throw shot. He is now just like literally the talk of all sports right now. I've had sports center on all day and they won't stop about Ben Simmons. Poor guy. You know, he had a bad day. I don't know what you want to call it, but that's where we're at. Okay, the other sports news that has come out is that Carl Nassib, um, who is an NFL player, he is currently on the Oakland Raiders, which is now going to be the Las Vegas Raiders um, football team. He comes out as gay. 
So he is the first active player in the NFL to actually come out. So obviously they're, you know, training, getting ready for the season. Um, Michael Sam was the first uh, NFL player to come out as gay, but he actually was retired and wasn't actually playing and whatnot. So this was big news for the sports world yesterday. Congratulations to Carl for coming out and living your truth. We're so happy for you. If anyone is a Hard Knocks fan, which you are going to continue hearing me talk about hard knocks until this next season comes on it's basically behind the scenes regal i don't i wouldn't call it reality but it kind of is it is real they have cameras basically for the four weeks leading up to the nfl season anyway carl nassib was on hard knocks for the brown season quite a few years ago it's a fabulous fabulous show carl was so great so animated he was such a funny guy um that this just makes me happy for him so hats off to carl um, in some segueing to pop culture news, um, there is one of the most dreamy vacations going down on, I mean, in real life, but we're seeing it via Instagram, between um, Christian McCaffrey and Olivia Culpo. Yes, Christian McCaffrey plays for the Carolina Panthers. Um, is They're on vacation with Olivia's little sister, Sophia, and her boyfriend, Braxton Berrios, who plays for the New York Jets. It is so gorgeous. They're in St. Bart's. They're just shooting the shit. They're on boats. They're swimming in the pool. They're getting drunk. The boys are smoking cigars. It's fabulous. Um, again, trying to make pop culture related to sports. We love when celebrities or when hot girls that we want to follow or start dating these athletes. And then we have some interest, right? Um, I did see that um, the Panthers and the Jets are playing, I want to say week one of the NFL season, um, because Olivia and Sophia are both like, who's going to win that game? And I'm just so attached to it. I'm obsessed with all of them become a huge Christian McCaffrey fan. Um, and Braxton like coming on the scene, both so hot, go check out their Instagrams. Okay. So what else has gone down this weekend? Um, I'm sure everyone has seen because I feel like I was spammed with this, but Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Parker did a performance on in Venice Beach over the weekend. They were on this really high building, like right on the boardwalk right there. Of course, Megan, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on her name? Megan Fox and Kourtney Kardashian were both there cheering on their boys. Um, Addison Rae, of course, was there. The whole Barker fam was there. I'm reading a few things that they asked. Fans basically went and asked for pictures with um, Megan and Courtney. Both of them would seemed really distant, uninterested, took the photo and then just bailed, didn't say thank you, didn't engage. There was no combos, just like literally smiled and then bounced. I don't really expect more, um, but thought that was interesting. There's also all these videos of Travis and Courtney like making, like when I say making out, like I mean like so much tongue, like 30 seconds before Travis is supposed to start his drum part in Machine Gun Kelly's song. Um, it's all over the place. You can absolutely dig and find that if you're interested in that. I love PDA, but they are just the whole making out thing. Like I'm, mm -mm, I, that's where I'm drawing the line. I cannot deal with the two of them making out before the stage and the whole thing. Okay. So, um, today, well, tomorrow, Wednesday, um, Britney Spears is getting her, is going to court for her conservatorship. This has been going on for what feels like ages, right? Back and forth on the court and whatever. Um, ABC was going to do a live stream of the court hearing. It went viral. Everyone was like, sweet, I'm going to watch the whole hearing. I'm going to be in the Zoom. We know how that went down with the Jen Shaw thing. And like, that was a whole clusterfuck. They couldn't even get Jen Shaw on the line. Anyway, as of today, um, ABC has pulled that back. There's no way that they're going to do a live stream of it, obviously. That kind of just seems like a batshit decision in my book, especially with all the Britney fans and the amount of like people that she reaches and whatnot. So that is off the table. Um, I'm sure we'll hear plenty of recaps of how the meeting goes, the, the you know court hearing goes, but we are not allowed to live stream that. Okay, um, 
Also making headlines is the fact that A-Rod um, is hanging out with Lindsay Shookus, who is Ben Affleck's ex-girlfriend. Um, they dated for quite some time after Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner um, went their separate waves. And now apparently A-Rod's hanging out with her in the Hamptons last weekend. Like, A-Rod, come on. Like, obviously we know his desperation level is through the roof. He's looking for anything and everything. And I hope that Ben and Jen, honestly, are just like kind of laughing to themselves. Like, let the exes have each other. Like, LOL. The other part of the story is that apparently A-Rod rented a house just like a few houses down from JLo in the Hamptons. Obviously, it was intentional. Obviously, he's trying to have a run in. I'm just like so over A Rod. It's insane. Like, goodbye, move on. People don't think of you in a killer light anymore. Like, get over it type of thing is how I feel. And I feel like other people feel that way too. But A Rod, like, wipe your hands clean, move on. Ben and Jen are happy together and they're not looking back. That's my thoughts. If you have anything other, if you are on Team A Rod, please let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, some very exciting news for me personally. I just find this whole controversy like so insane. So obviously we've been talking about the whole Hillsong church thing. Hillsong is a mega church, also kind of a mega cult of celebrities and these like church figures, but they have so much fucking money. They go on these massive apps conferences and these really, really flashy trips all together and, and whatnot. So we heard a couple months ago that, you know, Hillsong is kind of going down the shitter in, in some ways. Um, they had a couple of pastors that come out for drugs. They had sexual assault allegations. Like, shit's hit the fan for sure with Hillsong. They've had to have a lot of people step down, whatever. Um, there is going to be a new documentary called Breaking Hillsong. It's going to be a three-part limited, limited series. It's going to be on Discovery Plus, which that part pisses me off because who the fuck has Discovery Plus? If you do, please let me know. I'm just like genuinely curious if anyone's using Discovery Plus. But the whole doc, the three-part series, is basically going to be the downfall and exploiting the shit out of everything that's gone down in the church. Um, I hope they dive into the celebrity interactions because we know the Biebers go there. Like Selena Gomez was there for a hot minute, like these public figures. Right. Um, so that's going to be a three part doc discovery. Plus again, who the fuck has that? Hopefully we'll get a good recap or someone will watch and hook us up. Okay, so the other day I got a hilarious text from our buddy Miles, um, basically asking why the fuck Jake Gyllenhaal was trending on Twitter. Great question, Miles. I don't know. Jake Gyllenhaal has been irrelevant, has been like sleeping behind the scenes, it feels like, forever. However, um, Taylor Swift is going to re-release her album, Red. As we know, Taylor Swift is doing the whole re-recordings to basically take ownership of all the albums after the whole Scooter Braun shindig. And um, for anyone that didn't know, her album, Red, came out in 2012 and basically was... A, um, a collection of ballads about getting dumped by Jake Gyllenhaal. That was in Taylor Swift's like era of when she would like date someone public and then they would break up and then she would write the whole album about that. Well, that's red. So this obviously comes after she's, you know, re-recording a few other ones. She released this or red is going to actually come out um, in November, which the Taylor, the Swifty fans are just like beside themselves why she would announce it in June. Bitch, I don't know. Okay. She just like put it out there. But um, Twitter was going crazy. How's Jake Gyllenhaal feeling about the re-recording? Like Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't give a fuck straight up, right? Like he's like, bitch, that was so long ago. Anyway, um, she's going through her album. She's going to re-record. The only album I really give a shit about is Reputation. It literally single-handedly got me through a 25-minute per way commute. It got me through like an hour commute every day to one of my fabulous old jobs that I miss so much. If you went, went to or worked at Procourt, shout out to you. I miss you every single day. And that's all I got on Taylor Swift. 
Okay, so um, another new series that's coming out on Netflix is going to be called This Is Pop. Already love the title. If it has pop in it, like I'm so fucking engaged. It's basically going to be about um, pop singers and different types of artists and albums that they're creating is kind of the gist that I get. Um, this is making headlines because um, T-Pain is going to be on it. First of all, I don't think T-Pain gets enough credit in general, but I'll get into that. T-Pain basically claims that he became depressed for four years after Usher told him that he fucked up the music game, a.k.a. T-Pain is the king of autotune. We all knew that. He kind of like started it. He put autotune on the map um, when we were all substantially younger and that was cool, right? So apparently Usher told him straight up, you fucked up music. We hate autotune. You're not a real singer. All these things. Well, joke's on Usher because T-Pain actually went on the first season of The Masked Singer and fucking won. If you haven't seen T-Pain on um, Tiny Desk, like go look it up now. It's fabulous. T-Pain has one of the most incredible voices. Um, and he actually said after he won The Masked Singer, like, I always did auto-tune because that's what my producers, my management team told me I needed to do to be able to make it big in this industry with my voice. My voice wasn't going to be enough. That's why they got the auto-tune on there. Well, joke's on everyone because T-Pain's voice is fucking amazing. Um, and screw Usher for making him feel like that. Like, I totally, I get it. I remember when auto-tune came out and everyone was like making fun of it and whatnot. But like, you know, T-Pain's still around. He survived. He's on The Masked Singer. Maybe he's going to come out with another album that's not going to be auto-tune. I don't know, but I can't wait for this Netflix series to come out. Again, it's called This Is Pop. Don't have any details of dates or anything like that, but we'll update you as that comes. Okay, uh, quickly, George Clooney is going to be part of a collective group of Hollywood celebs that are opening a public high school in LA. Um, there's been a lot of efforts like over COVID to be able to put resources back into the schools in LA County. Um, not that this is like goes hand in hand with that, but apparently George Clooney is opening up a private, a public high school um, in LA County that's basically going to help, he and other stars are going to help kids get into acting classes, learn how to audition, get them into the industry, works on films, like get them, you know, firsthand experience with the stars um, in order to kind of just like be in a pipeline to Hollywood. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Kind of surprised we haven't had it already. Love that George Clooney's doing this. He's obviously thinking ahead for his children and their future and what they would want to do. Love it. Anything George Clooney's doing, sign me up for. Okay, lastly in our pop culture news is the fact that um, Avril Lavigne and Tony Hawk finally collaborated on a TikTok to Skater Boy. I don't know what year Skater Boy came out. Probably, what, 2000 and something? We were all so young. It was when we were all watching, you know, Saturday morning VH1 music videos, that type of thing, and Skater Boy was always on. Um, you know, she said, see you later, Skater Boy, basically. That's the whole fucking song. And Tony Hawk is now doing a TikTok with her where they switch places halfway through. He puts on the tie. He actually does a skateboard trick down a ramp. Like, great. Like, why didn't this collab come out years ago? I don't know. Seems a little late, but happy it's happening now. They're both obviously trying to get their 15 minutes of fame. They've both kind of fallen off the face of the earth, but they're back on, on TikTok. So if you're into that, sweet. Okay, jumping into our Bravo news here. Um, other than the fact that we now have our, you know, Orange County um, housewives, now we're going to have Heather Dubrow and, and Kelly and Bronwyn and all the trash are out. Um, they just get in a lot of fights, to be honest. There's a lot of texts that are being, you know, posted on Instagram. Kelly and Bronwyn are getting into it, like which one got each other fired. Nothing to write home about in the housewives world, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but Kim Richards, who was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she's also, of course, um, Kyle Richards' sister, Kathy Hilton's sister. She is the youngest of them. I take that back. I think she's the middle one um, of the three of them. Anyway, Kim Richards is having um, her book come out. It's called The Whole Truth, and it's coming out on October 15th, which just so happens to be the day of BravoCon, which is absolutely hilarious. If you don't know what BravoCon is, it's basically when all of the best um, 
Bravo Labs meet in typically New York and they hold a conference where fans can go and, you know, pay tickets for like $8 million and get in and like ask questions and interact, engage, whatever. BravoCon's always a big thing. And the fact that Kim Richards is having her book come out called The Whole Truth, which obviously is going to go into her version of what happened on her few seasons on Beverly Hills. Um, it's just very coincidental and Bravo fans get a kick out of that. So that's what I got for that. Um, okay, Bachelor News. Um, Bachelor News, I just need to segue into like a funny story because Ham and I are having this thing right now where like when a celeb has a baby, I keep like reading the name off to him and he thinks that I'm pulling these names out of my ass. He's like, why the fuck would anyone name someone that? And like, they're, they're relatively trendy, right? So um, just want to say congratulations to Lauren and Chris Lane because they welcomed Dutton Walker Lane. Um, I think it's a cute name. Ham's beside himself, thinks that Dutton is like batshit. Like what? He was like, Duddy is the nickname? Absolutely not. He's having a field day with that. Um, also, we had Ari and Lauren Ludwig. They welcomed twins last week. They welcomed Senna James, the girl. And the boy's name is Lux, and I'm blanking on the middle name. Senna and Lux, also not, not ideal names. Ham did not like either of those at all. Um, and we've kind of just been running through, like, what do you think of this name? What do you think of this name? Um, Usain Bolt, he had um, a set of twins. One of the twins' names is Thunderbolt. Like, literally the first name is Thunder. And he's like, yeah, but that's fine, because, like, he's your dad's Usain Bolt. Like, the daughter's name is Olympia Bolt, like, because he won the Olympics. Ham said that was a caveat. It doesn't matter, because it's Usain Bolt, and, like, you can always make up for that. But Thunderbolt? Are you kidding me? I don't think Dutton Walker Lane's that bad. So if you have any input on baby names or just, like, names in general, and if you side with one of us, again, please let me know. We are constantly having this debate, and I'm constantly waiting for more people to have baby names so I'm able to call them out to him. Um, did the whole Ariana Charnas with the Navy Bee, and he was like, it's not close to Navy Bean? Yes, it is. Like, the entire world and Reddit and all the threads are saying, too, a batshit name. Okay, moving on from baby names. So... We had our part two of the Kardashian reunion. Um, it was this Sunday on E! It was a perfect Sunday for me because if it's Sunday, you know I'm trying to watch E! That was their slogan forever and they should really trademark that because I say it all the time. First and foremost, um, Andy Cohen deserves a fucking award. He did an incredible, incredible job with this entire reunion, part one, part two. Um, the girls are basically tweeting that it was eight hours of questions. And obviously we only saw, what, 90 minutes, maybe? Oh my God, not even 90 minutes. We literally saw 40 minutes um, twice. So what, 80 minutes? Cool math by me. Anyway, um, Andy Cohen was fabulous, right? He, they obviously had to edit the conversations and the questions that we would want to hear and that they were ready to, they were comfortable sharing and whatnot, but he did fucking amazing. Um, so yes, I need to do, and I will be doing, um, with Kelly, Shara, we are going to go ahead and do a full rundown, um, just collab on all of our thoughts on the reunion in one episode that will be all centered around the Kardashians. So if you want to wait for that, I don't blame you, but quick little rundown of the, of the hot topics that they covered, um, on part two. Basically, they fully address Scott um, looking for dating younger women. Um, his reaction was horrible. He basically was like, younger women are attracted to me because they think I'm young. I come off young to them. That's why they go after me. Completely just like botched the question, did not answer it. The answer like honestly made us kind of just roll our eyes even more. Um, overall, Scott seemed not in a great place at the reunion. Um, I don't think Amelia Gray, again, is doing much positive but she's not bringing anything positive to his life. He seems pretty depressed, um, down in the dumps. Like, he definitely is not a good place in his life. And if we're being honest, like, I think his best place in his life was with Sophia. Um, she really, like, had him on a schedule. They were really engaged with the kids. He was working out. He was sober. He was doing a lot more. Um, and Amelia Gray just isn't doing that for him. So 
while we were had him at the reunion, um, they basically addressed, or Andy said, hey, Scott, do Courtney and Travis have your blessing? Um, and Scott said, Courtney has my blessing to be happy. So if she's happy, then I'm happy. So that was a quick divert to no, I'm not thrilled about Courtney and Travis. And no, I don't like the fact that they're fucking shoving it down my throat because I feel like that too, Scott. Um, Scott also mentioned that he really wanted to kill Eunice. So Eunice Benjima was Courtney's... Um, ex-boyfriend, the guy that she dated prior to Travis. He was young. He um, lives in Europe and no one really liked him. He didn't bring anything positive to Courtney's life at all. Um, Scott was like, I absolutely wanted to kill her, which we already knew that. Um, They asked Courtney straight up, do you think that you would still be with Scott um, if he was sober? And Courtney was like, yeah, sobriety for sure is the reason that, you know, they're not together anymore. And and they're both, they both know that. Okay. So my girl Kendall got quite a bit of attention. It was fabulous. you know, she basically said that the reason she got into modeling is, you know, she was a tomboy. She was super into photography. And then, you know, at the age of 14, she had her friends come over and take a few pics. They put together a book, a modeling book. She went to Chris Jenner and, quote, Chris Jenner did her thing, which is very ideal. Don't we all need a Chris Jenner to do our thing? Um, she, Kendall, basically says that she doesn't allow her family to come to any of the fashion shows because she doesn't want any attention on them. She also took her last name off all of her modeling cards. So when she enters into a room or if someone gets her card, they just know that a Kendall's coming and doesn't know Kendall Jenner. Um, and she literally did that so she could kind of earn her way to have an unbiased opinion while she walked into, you know, the designers and, and proved her point. Um, Andy then asked her about basketball players. Do you only date basketball players? And Kendall was like, well, if you did your research, I actually don't just date basketball players. Um, But she said she genuinely loves the game and she's not ashamed that she has a type. Yes, she is dating Devin Booker. And yes, she's trying to keep that as private as possible. Um, As she says, I've seen what my sisters have done on camera and I'd like to keep that as private as possible. So glad that she admitted it. Love to hear it. Um, she also was very outspoken when Andy straight up asked about the Kardashian curse. So the Kardashian curse, right, is that any of these athletes that the Kardashian state all of a sudden turn to shit. They don't have any skill anymore. Kendall was very outspoken. She was like, you know what? It's not the men's problem once they touch a girl. Like just because we date them, then all of a sudden each man has an issue with their sport. That's their problem. Obviously, something isn't going out for them, right? She was like, you always blame the women for a man's problem and that's bullshit. Um, Chloe jumped in and was like, honestly, if roles were reversed, you wouldn't be blaming um, the men for the women's problem. So thought that was really great. Also, Chris jumps in there and says, you know what? Fuck the Kardashian curse. If you want to add up all these, all the people and all the accomplishments out of these significant others and these hookups that these girls have had, we've had, you know, Super Bowl ring, NBA titles, platinum albums, Grammys, etc. And like, I got to give it to them. Like, they're not dating just Joe Schmo, okay? They're coming, they're dating people with accolades. Um, okay, so then it really got into the Chloe, and Chloe for Chloe took a lot of bullets just straight up. Um, she said she was never not confident in herself until they started filming. She was a very confident girl, was so happy, and then a few seasons in, basically the media told her that she was fat, ugly, and didn't look like her sisters, didn't seem like she could actually be related, she needed to lose weight, she needed all these nose jobs, etc. So it wasn't until they started filming that Chloe got really insecure. It's kind of gone up and down in waves. I think she was like the most secure she has been um, during her revenge body stage. And then obviously with all these allegations and the cheating and whatnot, she is not very secure anymore. Um, it's, it was super sad. She said that she and Tristan were together at the time that this was filmed. And then, of course, yesterday we got the breaking news that Tristan cheated on her for the what feels like eighth time. And they broke up as of yesterday. So now Tristan has cheated in 2018, 2019, and 2021, which is so god-awful. And he's got to be cut now. Um, he, I'm sure they're done with him. She did not wish him happy Father's Day, as noted. And can't blame her. 
Um, also, what else has happened? Apparently, Robin Malika um, dated at one point. They were actually hooking up. It worked out for a hot minute, and then it didn't. Um, they also ask a lot about Rob to Chloe, and they finally admit the fact that Rob knows he had a baby out of spite with China. Um, he and China were just kind of pushing his sister's buttons. They did it completely planned, completely on board. She was probably like, I want to lock him in for, you know, as long as I possibly can. And Rob was like, fuck my sisters for like bullying you and the whole Kanye, I mean, Kylie Tiger thing, right? The, the whole shebang. Basically, they're like, Rob knows what he did. Rob knows how fucked it up how fucked up it is. We are not trying to make Rob feel any worse than he already feels. That's why they never bring it up. Um, but he apparently is doing well and he is dating. They kind of slip that in there. Okay. So that's really what we got um, for the Kardashian recap. Last thing I want to say is that Kim basically mentioned if there's a baby around, we got to keep it cool. If there's a baby involved in any scandal, we will keep it cool. But if there's no baby around, we are wiping our hands clean. Like that shit goes down, goodbye. Which was alluding to the whole Jordan situation because Jordan doesn't have a baby with any family member. They could wipe their hands clean and say, sorry, Jordan, see you later, but you fucked up. Um, Tristan, on the other hand, is the father of True, obviously. And so that's why he was around. Going to be very interesting to see what happens when he actually comes around. Or it's going to be very interesting to see um, how they act now that this, you know, 18th cheating allegation has happened. Can't wait to see Kim's reaction. I'm really hoping that they're going to put it on Hulu. Obviously, the, the, they didn't touch on Hulu at all with Andy. Um, I think just kind of being respectful of the networks and whatnot, but that has to come out. We have to see some filming. I gotta get more. So Kelly and I will do a full rundown of um, both reunions. We will literally break down every topic they talked about, and it will be heaven for anyone that loves the Kardashians like we do. Um, but if you hate the Kardashians, well, congratulations. We are done on updates for the weekly episodes. Of course, when news goes down, we'll be hitting on it. But RIP to the season, RIP to my 20 seasons, RIP to me growing up with them and, you know, literally spending every Sunday or Thursday with the girls, man. Sad times for me. All right, that is what I got today for this episode of CD Spills and Tea. Of course, all feedback, question, everything is welcome. Let me know how we're doing, and uh, I'll see you guys later this week for another episode of CD Spills and Tea.